Welcome to Round Hill Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and we define what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. I hear we are talking about places. Places. Places and spaces. Yes, that can become sacred and daunting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All so we talk it. a lot about a sense of place. Yes. Sometimes. We do. Um, so what kind of place are we talking about today? We're going to think a little bit about the desert. The desert. Yes. So there's this very, I think, old idea that um, environment can create spiritual experience. Sure. Right? Yeah. So we go to a certain place because it's a favorite place uh-huh. and we get connected. Yeah. And uh, with a sense of God, a sense of life, sense of spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the desert has been a really important part of that for many different religious traditions. I mean, Islam, Judaism, Christianity were all born in the desert. So I think that's interesting. It's, it's you know, especially being, we are based in Connecticut. Um, being in Connecticut, it's such an almost alien (laughs) concept as today we have snow on the ground yes and our many trees and (laughs) plants and things it's you know quite the opposite it it is it is indeed and uh as you know because i have been sharing this a little bit but during the month of um, february i was almost exclusively in desert environments Mm -hmm. and so sonoran desert in arizona and then uh in death valley the largest uh, national park in the 48 contiguous states. And so talk about a shock. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to visit, but you know, none of the green in Greenwich down there. <laughs> you got, you got to like tan. <laughs> so what, what drew you to go there in general? And then also specifically during this first part of your sabbatical? Yeah. So, uh, partly because there's this very long tradition of seekers going to the desert. Mm-hmm. And they and often people do that for two reasons. One, it's they're moving away from something. They're moving away from a world of great commotion mm-hmm. and commodification where everything has a price tag and they're trying to release themselves from that. And there is a very ancient idea that the desert is a great place where you can allow yourself to, that the grip of that becomes loosened. Okay. And then when you're out in the desert, the part two of it is that you're moving towards something. And that's usually described as the transcendent. Um, it's named differently by different people, depending mm-hmm. on you know what particular religious tradition they're a part of. But I'd always wanted to experience a desert to get at least a little taste of why people do that, yeah. you know? So it's all sounded great intellectually, uh, <laughs> but then you got to get out there, you know, where the sand is and the thorns and try to see what are they thinking about out here? So Yeah. Did you find anything? Did you find out anything? Uh, well, you know, I found silence. That was the most beautiful gift of all. Mm -hmm. And I just found that the more I experienced of it, the more I wanted it. Sure. Just couldn't drink enough of it. It's (laughs) like not having enough oxygen and you're just trying to, you know, (laughs) breathe in. And silence was like that. And uh, I was on a bike trip in Death Valley. And actually, I'm curious to, I'd be curious to know how much time I spent on my bike and how much time I spent walking my bike. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not because I had a flat tire, but because I just found that, what's the rush? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I could have cared less, you know, when I needed to get back to the 
hotel <laughs> where we were all staying. Uh, so I would sometimes just get off the bike and walk because it was so quiet. Yeah. Um, I, actually, it wasn't quiet the first day. We were there on President's Day weekend. Okay. And that Monday, there was a lot of traffic going through Death Valley. Oh, yeah. And uh, it has the lowest uh, elevation in the United States. So it's 218 feet below sea level, I think, in a place wow. called Badwater, which sort of tells you. They really <laughs> uh, were not having a good day. No, when A they plus on descriptive places. names. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, Death Valley, Badwater. Right. Horse Thieves Canyon. <laughs> oh, Miserable my, Lake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, so there was all this traffic and I thought, oh no, I've come out all this way to get into the desert and it's, it's and everyone like else has had jam. the same idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny you say that because about 400 years, 300, 400 years after Jesus died, mm -hmm. Christianity went from this, you know, religion full of nobodies, yeah. um, to the official religion of the Roman empire. Yeah. So, you know, the emperor had had a vision of. Uh, using the cross on on his shields of his shoulder as soldiers, and so it had it suddenly had insider status, mm. and that just bothered many people. They said, "We've <laughs> lost it. We've sold out." You know, so where did they go to get reconnected? They went to the desert, yeah. and the saying was that so many people went out to the desert yeah. that the desert has become a city. Oh, funny. Oh, that's where that comes from. That's where that old phrase comes All from. All I can think of is like they were the original hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> of they were like, that's we were Christians like... before it was cool. Right. Oh, these <laughs> people, these followers. Ugh. Well said. I think that describes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to the desert. <laughs> one, of, one of many Jesus revolutions. I love you know? it. That's right. great. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, th I think that those people who went out at that time, also went out to get away from and to move towards. But they they did a lot of deep thinking while they were out there. Mm -hmm. And they wrote, they wrote a lot. Okay. They wrote their thoughts down. And those thoughts have been collected over the centuries in these little books, often called centuries, because there would be 100 of them would constitute a book. Neat. And the sayings are usually not more than probably 25 to 50 words long. And some of them are just wonderful, you know, mm -hmm. they're, I mean, they're all wonderful in their own way, but some of them are particularly beautiful, insightful. These are, these are thoughts coming from people who also lived in the great silence, but they were aware that out there in the hills, there were other people hanging around and also thinking deep thoughts, sharing these sayings with one another. And uh, so that became a really, I, I had that in the back of my mind a lot as I was moving through the desert, you know, those that, that this is part of a very long tradition. Yeah. I think people are still attracted to the desert for that reason. It's such a place of great extremes. And um, when you're out there, you feel like it was odd. I felt small, really small, yeah, but not insignificant. Okay. You yeah. Know? So there's something about that space that, just it's so vast and yet i don't know i felt like it's kind of easy to find your place in it mm -hmm. so that was that was a big draw for me do you feel like excuse me to cough. <coughs> excuse me Bless you. do you feel like you found what you were looking for <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think when I went out there, I wasn't 100% sure, you know, that I was looking for it. I, but yeah. when but when I found silence, I thought, 
oh, that was a great gift. That oh. must have been what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. So in that sense, I do feel that. And this has made me think a lot about the connection between uh, space and spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Where, where, which spaces attract us? Mm-hmm. You know, where do we feel drawn? Now, many people will say, particularly in our part of the country, it could be um, a hiking trail. Mm-hmm. It could be the beach. It could be Todd's Point in Greenwich. It's a place people go to and they feel that, again, the grip of the world becomes loosened. Yeah. And they go, can go back to that over and over and over again and find that space. So it's made me think a lot about that. It makes me think about uh, early pandemic times when you and I were talking about how people were going into nature mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a as a respite from <laughs> the four walls of their house. Yes, <laughs> for example, yep. that that became a very healing mm-hmm. place for a lot of people during such a time of upheaval, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, uncertainty. Um, that nature has that that quality. And it's also interesting to think, you know, sometimes I feel like it's easy to say, Oh, go out in nature. Right. You were looking for a new quality of nature Mm. that you hadn't necessarily experienced often or before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's so interesting. What our, what our beautiful planet, Mm. the many different experiences our beautiful planet offers. Yeah. Um, I think you've really put your finger on something that sometimes we're attracted to difference. Mm hmm. And that's where the spiritual growth can come. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a beautiful part of the world. Greenwich is a beautiful community and the surrounding region is too. But there may be a time when our soul is looking for something else. And uh, I think that's, maybe that would be the answer to your question, that I was looking for difference. Mm -hmm. And I definitely found that. Um, And I I do think anytime we're in a space that feels wild, Mm -hmm you know, untamed, Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to have our wits about us. And, uh, you know, that's another thing about some of these places. They really call us to be alert. Yeah. And that alertness is something we can lose, um, you know, in the course of just our day-to-day living. Yeah. So this kind of, uh, you know, grabs us by the lapels and says, uh, (laughs) get with it. Pay attention. Yeah. Open your eyes. I like that. Yeah, the awareness. I have a feeling you probably were strangers to your phone during that time. Oh, yes. If I had to take <laughs> yeah. a guess. The, one of the, the leaders, so we had these wonderful uh, three leaders to our group. Um, they were just fantastic. We couldn't, couldn't have done it without them. But I think the word was, you know, you can take your phone with you while you're biking through Death Valley and yeah. take some photos. But other than that, it's going to be kind of useless to you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Good. You're Good. not really going to be able to reach anybody. Yeah. We didn't get to you. And that that was a real gift. Yeah. You know, that you didn't even have to worry about choosing it. It nice. just was the choice was made for you. That's excellent. So that was uh, that was really great. Yeah. I've been trying to do a digital I'm going to say detox because I'm not that optimistic, but like trying to do it a little bit less and it's not gone well at all. I chose a bad time for it. Let's be honest. I'll get there. I'm going to try. I really want to try for, you know, have just like certain hours Mm -hmm. or something. I'm trying, I'm still working out a plan, Mm -hmm. but, um, well, that's, I think that's a way in which some of the desert experience can translate mm-hmm. into the lives of people who aren't visiting the desert, mm-hmm. aren't going anywhere near it. Because mm-hmm. when the, to use the phone as an example, when yeah. the phone goes face down and yeah. off or whatever you have to do to get some distance, but really signaling that it's not going to intrude for a period of time, yeah, then that's reco- that, that to me is recovery time. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I know that nobody's going to reach me through that. I can sort of let my life flow as it wants to in that time. Mm -hmm. And that can happen for a half an hour, 45 minutes, an mm -hmm. hour, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think and automatically I often think, okay, you know, I'll put my phone down for three weeks. No, <laughs> that, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to start in small ways and build, I think that's going to become even more important. Yeah. Because we are a profoundly distracted people. Yeah. And um, I just noticed that so much when I came back from the desert. So because I hadn't really had my phone with me, mm -hmm. you know, at all during yeah. the day. Um, as soon as I got back to, quote unquote, civilization, uh -huh. I noticed people talking to one another, but then glancing at their phones. Right. I noticed them standing in line, but then glancing at their phones. Right. And the experience of just being in time, yeah. which used to be so common, you know, like every time you waited in line for anything, you just had to stand there right. or talk <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah. sit with your own, stand with your own thoughts. We've been distracted away from that. And yeah. a lot of times I think some really good thinking happens when we're just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And don't mm -hmm. check the weather 17 times or whatever else. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I need to know if it's going to rain on Friday. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it will inevitably change. It's it's such a fabulous uh, experience. I'm just now I want to go. Good, you know. I have a feeling our listeners now want to go and have a time of silence. Mm. Sounds very uh, enticing. Yeah. yeah. So that we will continue our series of place. And thank you all so much for listening. Roundtail Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundtail Community Church. For more information, please visit roundtailradio.org.